Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Top 5, the patron-only podcast where I, Josh Earl, sit down with a good guest and we count down the top five of a topic of our choice today. It's my, it's my good friend Dave O'Neill. How are you doing, Dave? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Very excited. So excited. Been a lot of discussion we, about well, this top cho- five. You've chosen this topic, and I was saying off air, this is the one I'm most out of my element with. Yeah. Most of them, well, look, to be honest, most of them are like uh, music or, or snack foods, mm. which, mm. you know, you, you would you would do well on all of them. In those. both. In both. Yeah, you'd reckon. Yeah, yeah. But, I love snack food. But you've chosen 80s synth music. Yeah, yeah, top five eighty synth music, and I had a lot of problems knocking ones out, and you know, thinking, oh, is that really? I'd listen to some, like yeah. you know, I immediately thought of Ultravox's Vienna, and there's not. I mean, it's sort of a synth song, but there's a lot of drum machine basically. So I've got, I've got a Mijur song in there, but it's not yep. that one. So anyway, because <laughs> I was, I was talking to Justin Hamilton did it last week, and I was talking to him. Go, I don't know if I'll get five if i can find five but then i found i've actually got an honorable mention as well so that's yeah great that's so i've got i've great. got the numbers so great I'll, I'll kick off with my now look this is i was i was born in 81 so i wasn't into this kind of like it was around but by the time i was into music this kind of it had been outdated mm, it, yeah. it was that kind of like a bit daggy if you put stints Synth. Yeah, yeah. Early like, '80s was the peak of synth music. Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, I, by the late '80s, '90s, synth was. Oh, they've come back now, but they're a bit daggy. You're right. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it was that thing yeah. like went from synthesizers to saxophones, <laughs> <laughs> and then grunge rock, and then it was singing like Eddie Vedder. Uh, yeah, it's funny that singing voice that they yeah, do, which everyone put on, and then like so. Uh, Paul Dempsey would sing like that, and now he doesn't yeah. sing like that. Yeah, it was like, obviously, yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. oh uh, um, uh, Eskimo Joe, the guy from Eskimo yeah. Joe, had a bit of that going on. What <laughs> fingernail? Who I love, Eskimo Joe. I love Eskimo Joe, but um, yeah, you're right. It's an affected voice, and and I think the ones who was the ones that had that massive hit. They're a Canadian band. Oh, ca- Crash Test Dummies. Hear oh, the yeah. old, hear the ultimate <laughs> yes. deep. Once there was a man who. It's a great song, actually. But anyway. Well, it's almost that song's almost it could be a novelty song, but yes. it wasn't, which yes. is which is not good when like the song is quite funny and you go, "This is funny." No, we're very serious about this. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're just mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I had that album. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to kick us off. I'm going to kick us off with my yeah, number five. So this yep, was yep. this is Tears for Fears, uh-huh, yeah. and this is Shouts. So I'm going to play a little bit for the listener. Here yeah, you go, yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. And I can only play 30 seconds until <laughs> Afra comes knocking down my doors. Anyway. I think... Yeah. yeah. Once you hit... I think most people would know that. And they, yeah. of course, also sang Mad World, which was the Donnie Darko version. Yes. It's possibly better than yeah. uh, the original. 
My seven year old can play that on the piano. His music teacher made them sing that in the school choir, which oh. I think is a weird song to sing. <laughs> coming, this was coming out of last year's lockdown. Just a sad song. They but, sang Mad World. That's yeah, great. The Gary Jules version. So he, uh, but then he, he can play the, the line on the piano now. He kind of sat there and he can oh, play it, which fantastic. is very impressive. But also it's like, oh, mate, maybe, cho- maybe choose a happier song. Well, yeah, I remember but, uh, when I first also, went to I was... primary school. Sorry, they did they have some because the music teachers are getting younger. They they did um Peter Bjorn's you know the one with the oh, whistling yeah. in it. That's a great song. Young folks, yeah, yeah. But then grade six, when my one of my kids was in grade six, they all voted for their favorite song, and and they've all voted for Hey Now You're a Rock Star. Oh, because oh. <laughs> I remember when my elders was in prep, that to write down a little just get to know me kind of thing. It was like my favorite animal, my favorite color, and my favorite song. And my uh, kid put down his favourite song was Bombs Over Baghdad by Outkast. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good choice, isn't it? I was, good yeah, but it, but it was real like, clearly now he would have his own choice, but that was clearly me in the yes. car going, what can we listen to that I like and I'll also get something out of it. But I, I chose Shout by Tears of Fears because this takes me back to when I was uh, probably 21. I had, I had a brand new girlfriend and she... And I've talked about this on the show before, but she used to go out with Darren from the band Girling. Oh, wow. Which I love. I loved as well, the band Girling. Yeah. But he left a whole bunch of his like DJ CDs at her house. <laughs> and this was on it. And I used to like, because it was like, this is a really weird choice. This was like 2000 and I'm going to say 2004, 2003, 2004. But I would listen to this in her car because I couldn't drive back then. So she would drive me around. But my job... While, while she was driving, was to roll her cigarettes for her. She's the only <laughs> girlfriend I've ever had that smoked. <laughs> Sounds like a very, very, yeah, I don't know, hipster kind of tie. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was that thing as well. Everyone was like, oh, look, I've never, do you, did you ever smoke? No, nah, I never smoked, no, nah, no. Nah. No, neither, neither did I, but it was that thing, it was like, I always thought, thought it was disgusting, but then I think when cool people smoke, it does make them cooler. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, was, if you mm. if you're very attractive, it's going to make you even more attractive. Yeah, you'd see people outside bands smoking and stuff. But guys, I was in bands with smoked, but yeah, I never yeah. smoked. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. But uh, Tears uh, of Fears. I, nah, I don't like Tears of Fears. Never like well, them. Nah. This song just takes me back to that. So there you go. Oh, that's good. I mean, they're, they're always very commercial. You know, Tears for Fears yeah. and good looking. So. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, yeah, I would, I would have categorised them as a girls' band back in the day, along with um, uh, who else was like, who was the guy? Oh, Nick Kershaw and you know yep. uh, P- Paul Young. Wherever I lay my hat, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, we, we, I mean, I love synth music. So, but Tears for Fears, no. But I mean, I listen to their songs now, and they're, they're quite good. I've got to say, Mad World is a great song. Yeah, um, well, it's that thing of the song uh, everybody wants to rule the world. That's a good, a good song, song too. That's a good song. But I. Yeah. But I also prefer every other version I hear of it than yes. the actual Tears of His version. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you, I've gone Australian for my fifth one. Um, right, the, mo- the Models, I Hear Motion, which, um, oh, which was, I don't know, 85, 86 maybe. And it just had a yeah. great, has a great synth start, which is the keyboards of Andrew Duffield. And, um, and it's when uh, James Freud joined the band. So it was a it was a second lineup, but this this is when they because the thing about the models they are very very cool 
in the yep. early days, and then they had a few massive hits and they became uncool. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, well, Barbados a, is such a weird song to yes. get a hit as well. <laughs> yes. And, and so they had Out of Mind, Out of Sight, and Barbados. Anyone remembers them as that? But before that, that stage, they were incredibly cool, the models. Yep. Um, and um, I love I Hear Motion. I Hear Motion, that album, I think it's The Pleasure of Your Company, was a, had some great synth work. And it's all down to Andrew Duffield, actually, on the keyboard. So shall we? can you get that one up? It's just yeah, go, I'll play it. Just play the start. It's just fantastic. The keyboard. So I Hear Motion? I Hear Motion. Who's the, the other models. guy in the band? Sean Kelly. Sean James Kelly. Freud. Short Sean. Ja- James uh, died, but Sean's still yeah. around. And, oh, there we go. Listen to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, some good synth work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this bit, too. Oh, such good because so, Sean Kelly yeah. came on Spix when I was hosting. Well, you oh, wanted to meet on that episode. Yeah, you yeah, I was. That? Yes, I was because I told that story about that. They were the first band I saw in a in a pub. The models. Yeah, and we were underage, and, and we, me and this guy Eduardo Philippe, got the train into the St Kilda to the Seaview Bore, and we got there at six thirty. We didn't know what time the band started. <laughs> I used to do the same thing. Like when it said doors open, I'd get there when the doors were open, even before. Yeah, I was we, we, yeah, I was excited, and and the go betweens were sound checking, and uh, oh. we thought we. And Lindy Morrison came off the stage and goes, "Are you boys here to see the models?" And we're like, <laughs> "Yeah, we are." And she goes, "Well, they don't start for a couple of hours." She was like a teacher. You want to go and maybe play some pinball machines? And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, right." And so we went off. And then we came. She, I mean, we love the go-betweens too. And anyway, we came back. We saw them. The models start, and then we saw these uniformed police uh, running up the stairs. And we're like, "Oh, it's a raid!" So we ran into the toilets, and there were these a few young skinheads. I don't know what they were doing. The models climb. They smashed the window. They were climbing out the window. So we climbed out the window. And then we ran around to the front because I was really pissed off that we missed the models. So I was looking through the window and I saw the cops just drinking a beer in the main bar in their uniform. So I went, oh, that's they're not there for it. They're just there to have a drink. So yeah. we went – this was like a this was like a long time. This was 982. So we went back in and watched the models. And uh, from that day, yeah, I always loved them. And, yeah, great synth work with the models. I remember, I remember Sean being a really good guest. He was really fun. But I also remember off air when we were talking in the green room, he was laughing because something Nick Cave was in the news for some reason, and he doesn't like Nick Cave because yeah. Nick Cave is, yeah. has always been cool, I reckon. Yes, and didn't have any backlash ever, even when he was doing songs with Kylie Minogue. It's true. And so yeah, but he, I remember him just slagging off Nick Cave, and it was it was quite yeah. Fun. Him, him, and James Freud hated Nick Cave. Yeah, James Freud talks yeah. about it in his book. <laughs> <laughs> but I got I got to say I was more on the models side than the Nick. Ca- my, I had an older brother who was more into the. Par- he used to go and see the birthday party, and yeah. I remember him coming home covered in spit because they, they were like it was like a a punk gig. But of course, you know, I always hung shit on the birthday party because they were Caulfield Grammar, and yeah. so uh, that made us just laugh and laugh that they were <laughs> oh. But as we know, you can have pain wherever you go. So he, yeah. had, you know, a lot of pain, and um, and now I listen to the birthday party. I, I quite like them. So. I was sort of, you know, you get put off by your older brothers sometimes yeah. with their music taste. But yeah. we all love, we actually, we all, uh, there were four boys in my family, there still are. And we all love the models, actually. We love the models, we love the Sunny Boys. And the, I was going to, I was going to play the Reels, but I, I, they were another great synth band. But um, yeah, I, I couldn't fit them in. So they get an honorable mention. I love couldn't the Reels. Get Quasimodo's Dream in there? Yes, Quasimodo's Dream. <laughs> 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>